You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LLB. Locked On Browns brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network. Victory Monday. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Show itself at Locked On Browns. Follow back account. DMs are always open. Again, Victory Monday. Your Browns victorious over the Detroit Lions. We'll get into it and stop the whining because I know it's coming, everybody. We are not going to have any of that. Again, Pete Smith, Sports Illustrated, along for the ride as we get you through here on Victory Monday. Um, and we'll start here, I guess, uh, Pete. Um, for all of the boo-hooing for everybody that's going to come, and I know it's going to come for you Browns fans. It always does. Baltimore Ravens won on the gift of a penalty in a 66-yard field goal against the Detroit Lions in Detroit. Pittsburgh Steelers tied at home last week against the Detroit Lions. So get your whining, your moaning out of the way. You got to win. You absolutely needed. We know the stretch that is coming here. But Pete, again, look, it's not, none of this was about style points. None of this is going to be about style points here for the rest of the season. It's about getting past the obstacle that is currently in front of you. They won, uh, you know, and that's all that you had to do because you look at teams like the Buffalo Bills or the Tennessee Titans or the Green Bay Packers who wish they had to settle for that. Um, they all lost, and, and many of them in embarrassing fashion. Uh, the Browns weren't good on most anything other than defense for about three quarters. Uh, they had – it felt like they were up 40 to nothing for about – those same three quarters and then (laughs) it sort of all came crumbling down on one awful play by the defense. Um, You know, the the running game was effective, but inconsistent because of penalties. Uh, Baker Mayfield was inconsistent would be putting it kindly. Um, He just, it it was, it was a battle for him the whole way. Uh, he, He made a couple of great throws. He also made a couple of really bad throws. Uh, one of which ended up with the interception. Um, that's, uh, you know, that's unfortunate. There were drops. There were some plays that just weren't made. Guys are clearly still laboring through pain other than Mayfield Landry aggravated his knee again. Uh, there, it's just one of those games. Blake Hans still stinks. Um, <laughs> It, it, you know, it, it's tough because you felt like there were any number of opportunities for them to to continue to score points. Um, and in the early part of the game, the Browns were like, um, you know, largely capitalizing on the, the line, just grabbing them endlessly. And then they made, made a couple of plays. And then there were times where they just couldn't run basic stuff. So, uh, that was challenging. I mean, the, the offensive line, other than uh, than Pants, was pretty good. White Teller, uh, like, 
I'm okay with aggressive penalties, but there were some that were just like silly for him. Um, they got a couple holding calls on on JC Treader, and those things knocked them back. So, like for example, you know Baker Mayfield uh, throws the second interception, which the uh, you know and Alex Anzalone drops way back, gets underneath, manages to get just a fingertip on the ball, tips it up, and gets intercepted. That's right after White Teller got hit for a a block in the back, which was totally a block in the back, and the Browns had. Uh, easily achieved the first down and would have been rolling. And unfortunately they, they get that penalty and that's the, sort of the resulting play. It doesn't excuse the play, but it just sort of, this was sort of their afternoon as they kept running into stuff that, that led to other problems. Nick Chubb is really good. Uh, I was glad that they didn't ride him endlessly. They got other guys in there. Dearness Johnson continues to do what he does. And for, for, for all the stuff that people want to be mad about this team, for their six and five and there are a bunch of teams the bills the colts the uh a number of these teams are all sitting at six wins so the browns have this opportunity going against the ravens next week and if they win great the ravens aren't playing particularly well either as they need to basically a miraculous finish to, to, to defend off the mighty chicago bears so other than the patriots, yeah other than the patriots who are playing outstanding right now. Everybody else stinks. I want to go to Nick Chubb here for a second. And this was some of the stuff here, Pete, with the penalties, because, and even the Wyatt Teller one, it was after the fact. I mean, the first time had been picked up. And I understand, and, and this is the thing with Wyatt, he's extremely exuberant. He's always fired up. And sometimes, man, just let it go. Let the play, the play is what it is, you know, and, and just let it be. But, Pete, this is one thing I do want to get here to uh, right now. We all know who the best physical player is for the Cleveland Browns. Miles Garrett, and granted, that didn't really show today. But I don't think there is any more important Cleveland Brown currently than number 24, Nick Chubb. Well, it's just he's just so good at, at being able to, to get off contact and then make it look like it never – stopped him to begin with at all so i mean like he's running he did a great job with some of the stretch plays he did some stuff up the middle you know he never really broke a big run but he was just consistently effective almost the entire game and you know the the lions did what they could in certain spots but other than when the browns got uh penalties they didn't really stop them No way around that. And the other thing I have with this is I think the Browns were extremely smart. And you mentioned this without guessing Nick Chubb out early. And the thing is, is Nick had about what is normally his high total for carries. The Browns have never been one to give him too many carries. But Pete, I don't know if it was maybe because he was coming back off for the week of COVID, but understanding, and I know folks got nervous. They saw him standing there for about the you know, better part of about seven, eight minutes of game action, you know, with the parka on. But it was smart in the intention of we may need one, two, three important carries late in the game, and we want to make sure he is there for us when we need him. Sure. I mean, look, the, the, the bottom line is that uh, not only has Nick Chubb just become a huge factor for this team, but, you know, fingers crossed, they're ready to get uh, uh, Kareem Hunt back. And – that obviously would be a, a huge lift as well. If, if he's, you know, healthy, I, 
I kind of felt like um, they, 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 between the weather and the t- t- opponent, I felt kind of like they were like, yeah, we want to save them for the Ravens because Kareem Hunt has been great against the Ravens. Um, and just to see if that gets him back to full speed. But, you know, if it doesn't, the Ravens' defense um, is not very good. Uh, they have to uh, they have to find ways to be able to take advantage of that and take the heat off their pass rush with the guys like Adafi Owe, uh, which just thinking about him lined up against Blake Hans, it's terrifying. Um, but <laughs> if they can keep them off balance with their different backs, then they can, you know, they can do a lot with with this the, their uh, running game and hopefully set up some things with off that with the play action and in the passing game. And we're going to get to a little bit more here. We'll get to some uh, specifics offensively and defensively. Uh, but the most important thing and the only thing that you were asking of this franchise today was to get a win, finish this, get a W, get out of there. And now, I mean, if you want to go this route, you can go this route. Essentially, maybe the playoffs, if you want to call it the tournament, all that starts now. But, you know, this season always seemed like it was kind of kind of come down to these two Ravens games. And here you are. Granted, Chicago couldn't give you a gift that you were really hoping for today. And that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. But this is all here in front of you. You can control it yourself and go out, get it done. Uh, you know, you're all paid the big money. Go do this. And we'll see what happens here in the couple, you know, next couple of weeks. But we're going to get to a little bit more here on the offensive side of the ball, a little bit more here on the defensive side of the ball. Locked on Browns, Victory Monday, Pete Smith, and your host, Jeff Lloyd. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a complete way now to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle, and in a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings you live TV, and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Pete, one thing that was a little bit of a bright spot for me today, and I was curiously wondering how this was going to go, because if we all remember last year when the Browns went to the Jets, that's when you lost all your wide receivers. Everybody was out. But there was a little bit of relationship with Jamarcus Bradley and Baker Mayfield. Probably the best and biggest throw of the day from Baker Mayfield was to Jamarcus Bradley. And look, this team is hurting right now at the wide receiver position. Granted, it was smart to not play Donovan Peoples-Jones today that the elements and it just maybe added up for a possibility that he would be out further and Baltimore certainly more important than Detroit. But Pete, right now, it's not a question of who you are or what your standing is on this depth chart within the locker room. If you can make some plays for this team, we need to seriously consider whether or not you know we're going to use you because it's all about going forward. None of this is about yesterday. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the bottom line is 
nobody cares who you played last week or how you did. Uh, it's all about what you're going to do this week. And, and there's part of me that thinks the Browns could could end up blowing out the Ravens, and there's every bit of me that thinks the Ravens could end up blowing out the Browns. Neither team's playing well. Like that's sort of the, that's sort of the nature of of what what's going on in the NFL right now, where you're seeing teams just absolutely obliterate uh, one another in a given week. The Browns blow out the Bengals in a game that you know people were worried about the Bengals showing up and just uh, beating the Browns with their passing game. Then what seemed to be like a reasonable opponent in the New England Patriots, they put up 45. Uh, and, and then you come out and you get sort of this crappy middle ground victory against the Detroit Lions. None of it makes you feel good, but it's saying uh, that you know that you, you just don't know what you're going to get. And, and depending on the day, you know, depending on how guys feel with the injuries. Um, that's that's a big challenge, and obviously, if the Browns get guys like Kareem Hunt, if they get, you know, Jack Conklin would be a big one. If they get back Donovan Peoples-Jones, um, those would be players that can help. You know, JOK situation is up. Uh, you know, where 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 JOK ends up with this, you just don't know what they're going to get. J- David and Clowney has been playing, dragging his leg around, so I don't know what. Uh, the Browns are going to get, but clearly they, the Ravens and the Browns know each other. So it's not like it's a huge surprise. It's largely a question of who can come out and make those plays. And and we have no idea what is going on with Lamar Jackson right now. It seems very, very weird. And it was kind of interesting how you play off. You know, it's a virus and maybe it affected other players, but look, uh, none of us doctors, none of us stayed at a holiday in express last evening. Um, Baker Mayfield, Pete, I got to be honest. I'm stunned that he finished the game. I think I'm even a little more surprised that they let him finish the game because it's, we talked about this in the pregame show was the ability to at least be able to defend yourself with your feet. And granted, there's times where it's confusing because you see him hobbling like he is and then just bursting out of the pocket. And look, you know, Baker, there's no doubt he's, you know, sometimes his, you know, brain, I mean, his uh, you know, heart is bigger than his brain is, so to speak. And, you know, he'll just go an extra gear. But it was, for me, it was a gutsy effort. I mean, we'll see where he is, and obviously he'll be out there next week. But, I mean, it can't be stated enough how much he's hobbling. And I'm not trying to take away from some of the Aaron throws today by any means whatsoever, but just the gutsiness and the fact that, you know, I don't know if Coach Stefanski just doesn't feel he can do it or if Baker is that convincing. But it was kind of a surprise for me to that number six finish. It's, all I can figure is the Browns are saying that regardless of you know health, Baker Mayfield gives them the best chance to win. I, I don't see this being about ego or pride on the on the on the Kevin Stefanski front. Um, it just doesn't make much sense. Like you're not you know you have every excuse to sort of sit Baker Mayfield and be able to point to health and not say it's due to play. Um, and, and they haven't done that other than the Thursday night game where the doctor said Baker Mayfield couldn't go and he wanted to play. So how, how much better can his heel get heel particularly can, can that get in a week? I have no idea, but right now I have a really difficult time saying, seeing the Browns go out, go, go through all they've gone through and then roll out with case Keenum next week. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, we'll, we'll see that, that it's not impossible. I mean, Baker Mayfield is legitimately beat up in every way possible. And he's, you know, it may be the best thing for him. I just don't know that the Browns are he, him. Certainly. I just don't know that the Browns are willing to go in with Case Keenum. And look, you know, it, it makes sense. I get it. He's your guy. Um, but it was, you know, just seeing where he's at physically, it certainly, you know, gives you a pause for hesitation about, you know, just you know what exactly this guy is going through because it's, I mean, it seems like there's limps in both legs. We all obviously know the exactly what's going on with the shoulder. Um, you know, and again, for the, you know, hundredth time, you know, sometimes maybe the brain is, I mean, the heart is a little bit bigger than the brain is Pete, but good job today, getting the tight ends involved. Um, and look, this may have to be the way this is going to go here. You know, Jarvis, I don't know if he re-aggravated or it was the same old thing. Jonathan people shows the stat, you know, the, the state that he's in. Um, Rashard Higgins, you know, there were some penalties. And God knows, it, for a while there, it really felt like, wow, are the Browns going to be the benefit of flags, which they usually never are. And, you know, Detroit, look, and I, I remember Aaron Glenn as a New York Jet. He was one of the most handsy cornerbacks ever. So don't think that this is something that he's getting upset about because he's definitely coaching these youngsters who maybe are a little bit less of talent than some other people to play this way. Um, but you're going to need something here and to get the tight ends going. And it wasn't obviously by any means you know, a great effort, a monster effort from the tight ends. But this truly, whether you like it or not, this may have to be the way you're going to go is the run game and the tight ends because all of a sudden, you know, the numbers are getting really really slim at the wide receiver position. Well, I mean, lo- losing Donovan Peoples-Jones, you know, it's devastating. He, he's your best receiver right now, which is not where the Browns want to be. Uh, Richard Higgins, I, I, he's just frustrating because there are times where he does a great job and then, you know, you can't make, can't make the catch by the sideline. He, he's not getting open at the at the rate that he has certainly last season. So I don't know what you do with him. Jamarcus Bradley is exactly what he is. He's a practice squad guy. He did a hell of a job blocking mid mid uh, a catcher or two that were pretty good. Landry was certainly better than he has been, but ultimately, you know, went mm-hmm. out injured, which is unfortunate. Um, so they're just sort of in, in shorts. I would I would imagine we'll be back next week, but that's the other thing. You're you're just losing guys, and and the problem you're really running into right now is all your receivers are sort of generic. They're all basically versions of the same thing, which doesn't help. There's no matchup uh, dynamic that you can really exploit. Uh, but the thing was, there were more than enough plays to be made in this game from, at the wide receiver position. And, you know, the, Baker Mayfield couldn't deliver some passes that were open, just as there were passes that were dropped. So the whole whole product was just not good enough, even if it was good enough to get the win. And look, in a scenario where the Browns were in today, you know, that is good enough because the end of the day, the ultimate recipe, the only thing you need was a win. Obviously, there's a lot of big obstacles and hurdles coming up here as you close out uh, the 2021 regular season. But you truly, truly needed this one today. You know, Pete, if it comes down to Kareem Hunt, Donovan Peoples-Jones next week against the Ravens, gun to your head, you only get one. Which one? Do you want? Oh, Kareem Hunt, and it's and it's because the Ravens still are at home with their corners. That's you know that's their their secondary is their best group. Their corners have played really well typically, 
I, I know they're, they're missing some guys with injury, but even last year when the Browns got in that shootout with them, they had to get guys like Nick Chubb and David Njoku involved to sort of break up how the, the uh, Ravens corners were playing to then open up some passing lanes to guys like Higgins and, and stuff the remainder of the game. But really that, that was a, that was a lot about uh, Hunt being able to operate uh, out wide. That was a lot about being able to utilize the tight end. So um, these, those are the two players that have traditionally um, done well against the Ravens. So, you know, that's sort of where I'm at because if, if you put DPJ in there, which, you know, I hope he can play. Um, you know, maybe they just put Marlon Humphrey on him all the whole game and you run into a similar situ- situation like you did against the uh, Patriots. I, I, It's a tough spot because he's, he's a really talented young player, but he's also the best of a sort of a bad bunch and teams are, are sort of taking him out so they can just feast on everybody else. Yeah, it really seems like, you know, he kind of got the anointed treatment uh, a little bit earlier than expected, but, you know, normally. What's theory? Take away the best athlete. I'm going to flip it up here. We'll get a little bit to the defensive side of the ball. And I don't think it was overall that impressive. And there were some things that probably were left on the bone. We'll get to that here. Victory Monday. Lockdown Browns. Jeff Lloyd. Sports Illustrators. Pete Smith. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. You haven't tried a Built Bar by now. Well, you are missing out. They say it's a protein bar but it does not taste like one. You have to try one of these amazing bars yourself to believe it. Most protein bars are chalky or waxy or just plain hard to choke down. The Bilt Bar is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate, and when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience, one that you'll enjoy. In fact, you'd swear you're eating a candy bar. Bilt Bars are low-carb, low-calorie, low-fat, low-sugar, and high in protein. So all the healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious. Another great thing about Bilt Bar, their flavor lineup, including coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, and cherry barcia. This month, Built is coming out with new limited time flavors every three or four days, so check their website often. You don't want to miss out. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. It's Thanksgiving, and we all know what that means. Football, and nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. BetOnline has you covered on all your holiday season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with the promo code LOCKEDON. It's not just football. BetOnline has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't want to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline, we're stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. Pete, one of the first things for me, defensive side of the ball, we're talking about a you know not a rookie quarterback, a first-time starter in the NFL, and for all this talk about the monster arm, didn't really see it. Um, but Pete, there, you made the day kind of easy for the kid. He couldn't get it done, but I mean, I believe there were two quarterback hits. They weren't able to get after him all day. 
Well, that's true. Well, they did get after him, but because they never, he never held on to the ball for more than about two seconds. He, uh, they, they either handed it off or he threw a screen pass. Like he would had no interest and he still got whacked a few times by like miles Garrett, where he was like on him, uh, even with the screen or, or whatever he did and still got, took hits. But yeah, look, he had no interest in holding onto the ball long enough to get whacked. He made <laughs> two deep throws the entire game, one of which was pretty good. And then the one that followed that up was immediately intercepted by Denzel Ward. He struggled uh, in whatever weather it was with the wind and, and, and rain, he was throwing a lot of bounce passes. He was uncomfortable, as one might expect. The Browns' DBs were – they mixed up their coverages, but they were usually playing relatively soft coverage because they wanted to give them the opportunity to play downhill and, and try to make plays on the ball, which allowed them to get the two interceptions they did. Um, they just weren't afraid of him uh, as as – you know, you wouldn't think they would be They They were talented enough and they knew they were better than, than what the Lions had, had uh, going for them. So, you know, there were people who were like, well, they should blitz more, which irritates me immediately anyway, but just all they're doing is running ISOs and then running screens. You know, the, you know, you can blitz, I guess, if you want to try to close gaps on cutbacks, but overall it's just, you have to sit there and diagnose the screen and make a play on it, or you've got to make the tackle on, on the runs. Like there's not much, you know, going up and, and playing tight man and sending a bunch of pressure at a guy who's not holding the ball doesn't make a whole lot of sense. He, he was not a threat with the ball in his hands. So, you know, Miles Garrett was beating up on Taylor Decker quite a bit. Just the ball wasn't in the in the quarterback's hands long enough. Malik Jackson had a couple decent plays. Malik McDowell mm-hmm. had a nice couple plays, although he did get called for one uh, roughing the passer. Uh, it, you know, they 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 were doing what they needed to do to get the ball out and have him feel pressured all day, which he did in spite of everything. And I, for me, I mean, I was just surprised. I figured there would be you know more in that effort, but you know, Detroit obviously called it well in that respect. Uh, DeAndre Swift, Pete, not a bad little back. And, you know, sometimes guys get lost in a cluster F of a mess that is the Detroit Lions right now. But DeAndre Swift got a little game to him. DeAndre Swift was really talented coming out of Georgia. Like, it, it, he was a good back. Um, I know he wasn't as heralded as some of his former Georgia brethren, but he, I think he – I'm trying to think. Was he the first back taken that year? Because it felt like he was the best back of a sort of – not stunning class, but he's a nice player. Um, he's done a nice job with some of those cutback runs. You know, he he sticks his foot in the ground. He's got nice acceleration and burst, and and particularly on the on the fifty six yard touchdown run, you know, he he stuck his foot in the ground, broke John Johnson's ankles. Grant Delpa took a poor angle on him and missed him badly, and he just beat everybody else. So um, he had a a way better game than he had any business having by virtue of that one big long run, but the Browns gave it up. And that's, that's the only reason this game was even as close as it was is because they had one gaff of a defensive snap. Other than that, the Browns were largely in total control. They gave up one other play on uh Hawkinson on up the middle of the field, but they didn't really give up much of anything other than penalties. And uh, again, you know, it was Swiss run and, you know, that certainly, maybe, you know, put a blemish on what had been, you know, 
an overall pretty good day for this defense. And look, don't take any victory laps. Of course, it's a trait lines. You're expecting a good day, you know, a good day against these guys. Um, but Pete, th- there were times, and again, it, it continues with the safety room for all that we thought it could be, could be. And you know, John Johnson the third, you know, again, it's it is so crazy inconsistent. Grant Delpit, you know, basically, you know, still his first year. You understand the ups and downs. Ronnie Harrison, some positive signs today. But overall, this makes me feel like when we talked about the tight end room last year, you know, so much more was expected about an individual positional group than what you're actually getting. And that's where it feels like with the safety room, you you feel like these guys have all the potential in the world to be one of the best rooms positionally in the NFL. And it just – just so many times it feels like you're lacking for more. Yeah. Uh, it just, you know, I think that's, it, it's tough because on the one hand, you're like, John Johnson has shown he can be a great, great, great player uh, for the Browns. And he's shown games where he is exactly that. And there, there are, there are other games where he just leaves you scratching your head and you're wondering what the hell is going on now, how much of that is, due to worrying about other things that are going on. I don't know, but that inconsistency has really hurt this team. The safety position has been a disappointment overall this year. Grant Delpit's the one I can sort of excuse because he he missed so much time with hamstring injuries as he was coming off the uh, Achilles injury. So he's sort of behind and I don't know what kind of, you know, limitations he has. But like Ronnie Harrison was set up to have a great year, and then John Johnson was set up to be really good uh, for this group. And 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 it's not about usage; it's about doing your job. And those guys have to do a better job overall. It's not too late for them to improve and continue to build on this and get better. I think Ronnie Harrison was better in this game as basically a linebacker. Um, so what what happens against the Ravens? You know, can those guys step up and make plays? Because those are guys who stand out to be a really good group for what the Ravens want to do. And like the thing you aspire to be is what the Patriots are doing, like with Kyle Duggar and those other safeties, uh, uh, the McCourty twin they have. They they like they they run three safeties consistently, and they're really really good at it. Um, and that's where the Browns obviously want to get to. Now they've got more time in, in, in their system and all that, but um, the Browns can't keep making these, you know, bad plays. And that, and that run play that went for 56 from Swift was nothing more than guys were in the position to make the tackle and didn't. It, it definitely, uh, you know, and it, given the opportunity and, you know, plays were missed. Uh, that being said, Anthony Walker looked pretty good. You mentioned Malik Jackson. Malik McDowell, and look, I'll take that 15 there. That's kind of like a statement shot on a quarterback. Uh, and interesting today, Pete, it was Porter Gustin. It was Joe Jackson, as opposed, you know, Tack McKinley, who knows whether it was, you know, true injury or maybe it wasn't the best benefit for them. They went a little bit bigger at the DN position today, probably feeling the fact that Detroit, the one thing they could probably do well was run the ball. Um, so interesting how that played out. But uh, Anthony Walker, um, and, and it's certainly there was a you know a big time where he was out of this lineup after his injury, you know, week one, week two, whatever it happened. Uh, but you know, kind of showing it. And for me, Pete, still seems really, really weird seeing a linebacker wear number four. 
it's bizarre every time I see him out there. Um, but yeah, look, he look, he is good from guard to guard. And as long as there are not, you know, offensive linemen actively blocking him. Um, so you know, that's, that's a tough spot for him, but when the defensive tackles are able to do their job, he, he does a nice job of filling and attacking the run. He did, he looked, he was great in the Bengals game, for example, um, Malcolm Smith, you know, he did what you would expect Malcolm Smith to do in this game with the interception. He, he did a nice job flowing to the ball on some of the stretch looks that the Lions tried to employ. Uh, you know, JOK it doesn't sound very good that they're waiting for an update on his ankle until tomorrow. Hopefully that's nothing too big, big of a deal, but um, it's the same ankle. You just, you know, you're obviously concerned with him. He's a rookie and has looked a rookie, uh, certainly against the Patriots. He was better in this game, but um, you know, they're running out of guys at that position. And I don't know if we're ever going to see uh, the kid from LSU from last year who who sort of hinted at one point that uh, Jacob Phillips hinted at one point that he might be ready to go in November and we're almost into December. So I don't know if his bicep is going to allow him to come back. Um, so we'll, we'll see, but the linebacker position has been inconsistent to say the least in terms of who's out there and what they're getting from them. Um, and just a couple of things, uh, obviously JOK they're talking about tomorrow, which makes you think there'll be an MRI Baker Mayfield, not available post game to the media. Uh, I'm not sure if there's, you know, tests to be run or, you know, just don't want to put Baker in front of, and you all know how this works, uh, the media onslaught, so to speak. Uh, but the good, Cleveland Browns 6-5. and five. They absolutely needed to win this game today, and they did. Was it pretty? By no means. But, again, it doesn't matter. There's no style points. Doesn't We're not playing a point system for a bowl system. It comes down to wins and losses. Um, and the entire year is in front of you still at this point. For as poor as this team has been at times, Baltimore, bye week, Baltimore, Vegas, Packers, go get it done. Uh, if you're not good enough, we'll see that. But it doesn't mean that what you have done to this point and the mistakes and miscues that you have left on the table, none of that means anything right now. It is all still there in front of you. And we'll see how these weeks play out. Victory Monday, Locked on Browns. He is Pete Smith, sportsillustrated.com. Um, Browns Digest, Pete and the team are going to do a fantastic job this week, as they always do, covering this Browns win, starting to shift you to what is now the most important stretch of the Browns season and always was going to be Ravens, bye week, Ravens. The uh, podcast, Pete and Nicole, fantastic job for Pete's sake. Make sure you check that out. I'm sure it's going to be fantastic this week, as it always is. Make sure you're following at underscore Pete Smith underscore show itself at Lockdown Browns, follow back account. DMs are always open. You guys know I try to make myself here and available for you guys as much as possible. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Throw a follow over there. DMs are open over there as well. But at the end of the day, look, 1310 wasn't pretty. She's not a prom queen. It doesn't matter. You're six and five. You still can basically control the AFC just continues to be this level of unknown as far as who the best teams are, who the mediocre teams are, who the bad teams are, all of this is still here for the taking. 
get right, get focused, and make some noise here over what will be the last six games of the 2021 season. It could be a huge, huge run for your Cleveland Browns. Again, Victory Monday, Locked On Browns. We appreciate everybody for making Locked On Browns your first listen day in, day out. Whatever podcast platform you use, make sure you're following or subscribe to Locked On Browns. Five-star ratings, written reviews. And with that, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LLB. Let's go.